guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rift 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Sebastian. And today we are here with Minnesota's own Reflections. Guys, give a holler at everybody. How's it going, y'all? Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. All right. So let's start off uh, here by basically saying, uh, who are you guys? Like your names? What do you determine your genre as? Uh, my name is Jake. I am the vocalist for the band. Um, I would describe us as mostly probably a metalcore band, I guess. Um, but we have a lot of like ambient influence in our music and definitely dive into uh, deathcore and gent and a lot of other elements of the subgenres. So, for sure. And then the uh, other guys, who you going to introduce yourselves to? I'm Patty. I play guitar. And I guess we're experimental metalcore. Because, <laughs> I don't know, we have a lot of different sounds. and Yeah. Not, not basic. Not basic at all. Um, my name is Francis. I play bass. You know, okay. what the rest of the guy said. That's, I mean, <laughs> we're like everything. I don't know. We're all over the place. Right. Metalcore is pretty uh, consistent theme throughout, I think. Yeah, I would agree too. I would agree. Uh, yeah, and also like just a little side thing before we go any further, I just want to say that you are the only band that even my girlfriend can actually tolerate and enjoy in terms of metal. Wow. So yeah, as as heavy oh, as you guys cute. are too. <laughs> <laughs> you know well what is she listening to literally it's uh, before uh we started dating uh it was all like you know like poppier stuff like you know agr ariana grande like stuff like that and then as i've slowly introduced her to more bands and all this was like the one band you guys that have been like okay all right i I fuck with this you know so wow yeah you know it's a big it's a big jump you know like uh between music yeah yeah definitely contributed to that but a very niche genre so <laughs> right exactly so you think it'd be like something like to start like you know like slipknot or even system of a down first nope we're jumping right to reflections <laughs> you know but all right so let's hop into some questions here so first thing well around when did you guys form and how did you even come up with the name as well i would say that the band kind of formed in 2010 but really kind of like started in like 2012 um the name came from one of the original like rhythm guitarist uh alex curry which is mostly i think was fran and patty's friend or was it mostly you from school fran yeah yeah Yeah, we i went to high school with him and uh him and i played with patty a lot i'm related to patty so um yeah he was was in very briefly but he came up with the name i gotcha good shit and um out of everyone here uh jake and francis are you the two uh original members no uh all three of us are all three of of you are okay so all three are in this okay i gotcha because i remember like there are some people who left and all in between i just remember feels nah man i'm just uh i'm just hanging out (laughs) you're just (laughs) chilling man (laughs) i hear you i hear you so uh then prior to joining reflections were there any projects that you guys had worked on before or even during your time in reflections 
<laughs> I was in a band with Patty in high school, and that's how I met Patty. And Patty was in a band with Francis. <laughs> yeah. And so we uh, together. Yeah. And we basically just like kind of merged them together, and uh, yeah, because I don't think any of us were super stoked on what the other bands were doing. This was like in high school. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, high school bands. <laughs> yeah, we just all had that drive to do it, so it worked. It started working out. Good shit. Would you describe that uh, the sound of those bands as similar to Reflections? <laughs> no. <I'm not> <laughs> no. No way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why for me that was why it was like I didn't want to do those that band that we were in anymore was because it was like this is not what I want to do. And then Patty had written um, some of the initial. I don't, some of them wound up being well. The first one was a uh, miscommunication, which was formerly titled Badao. Um, but there were a couple songs before that, even that he had written, where I was like, "Whoa! Like this is this is way different than the band that we were in." And I was like, "This sounds like this is what I like feel and what I want to do." And he was already doing it, so we just started getting going and cooking a little bit more, and it was yeah, dope. I remember, yeah, I we got sick of playing thrash metal for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first demo track that he sent me with you on vocals. I was like, dude, holy shit, you found a vocalist <laughs> and a drummer? I'm we like, bro, I'm We're happy to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. I was just I was just hyped I was just hyped that there were other people that like were into that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, you know, that's how I when you're in high school, like, your world is so small. Like, you're kind of confined to, like, your hometown. So this really brought us together from different, you know, different cities, which is really cool. Did you kind of get, like, a following at the start even as those bands, or did it not pick up until Reflections was formed? Uh, I wish more than, than like Patty and I did. Yeah. Because yeah. we had, like, Militia had, or the band that Patty and I were in had, like, kids that went to our school that were like thought it was cool right right but we never like broke out of that and then yeah when reflection started we actually started like taking like a little bit of the idea of promoting the band seriously and trying to market things here and there and i mean in hindsight we were definitely very young about the way we were doing it um but it was different, and I think it, it was really cool. It was really beneficial. It definitely paid off. It sounds yeah. like it, yeah. Uh, cool. So then moving along here, of uh, promoting music for Reflections here. So you guys came out with a brand-new album after five years, roughly, Willow. Excellent album. I know Sebastian was saying even before this, like, guys are, like, one of the heaviest bands, one of the best albums of even this year alone, in terms of metal, of course. So... What um, would you say went into the creation of the album cover first of Willow? Because it seems very dark and gray, and I feel like that has something to do even with the theme of it. Um, so that's actually the first time and probably the only time that I'll ever make artwork for the band. Oh, that was you? Uh, yeah, that was... So I... Um, I, like, have had certain things in my life that were like pretty traumatizing so how I wound up dealing with a lot of those things um, wound up being through the use of like psychedelic drugs and um, I remember hearing about that in an interview LSD correct or something 
Yeah, I mean, it's branched. It has branched into multiple things, but I do consider, um, for me personally, LSD was the most powerful thing that really allowed me to kind of change the direction of how my thoughts worked in my head. Um, but um, it, it actually wasn't an LSD trip. It was actually a uh, mushrooms trip. I started having this very, very bad um, anxiety attack, which a lot of people will tell you is not really good when you're using psychedelic drugs. I'd imagine. <laughs> um, and I started hearing like my own voice um, externally, like I was having really um, weird sonic hallucinations. And I looked in the in the mirror because I was, you know, that just happens sometimes. You wind up, that's where you wind up. And um, it was almost like I was seeing that, uh, like, manifestation of all these emotions in myself in the mirror. So that was, like, what I was trying to recreate with the artwork was, like, what I saw in myself when I was having this really, really, really um, bad episode uh, where I, I was like, I was doing a lot of things that were really scary and I couldn't tell where I was anymore. Um, I was like literally kind of blind from how bad I was hallucinating. It was a, it was a really emotional experience. So that's kind of where that came from. But it started with, um, it started with uh, pencil and moving um, graphite. And then I brought that into Photoshop and started adding in additional layers on it. I actually have kind of a step-by-step that I'll probably wind up posting uh, someday of it. So, sorry, I started babbling. Well, that's cool. Because <laughs> it's, it's a very, like, interesting album cover, too. Like, it almost is like you can just, like, feel the emotions that's just coming off it and what you're about to listen to on this album. It's just, it's going to be dark. It's going to be heavy. And this is just a warning. You know what I mean? I'm glad it uh I'm glad that it worked out because again I don't know if I'll ever do it again because it was it was a long process and uh it was uh it was tough for me cuz I'm not I'm not I wouldn't consider myself someone that's really like top-notch graphic design so it was a learning experience for sure. Right. I'd say it's an experiment gone well though. I think it's a very well, excellent you. cover. I yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So then, uh, going with that, then uh, I know I said like if it had anything to do with the lyrical content of the album or themes. Uh, what were the themes and lyrical content that went into this album? Um, for me, I would say the lyrical content um, relates to a lot of pent up emotions um, that accumulated throughout the course of the band's time spent on a label. And also, it was a really big, um, it was a really big release of a lot of traumatizing experiences that I had experienced earlier in my life. Um, so it was just a very cathartic, uh, personal thing for me. It wasn't really about anything, you know, there's songs in there about, um, it's it's basically the battle between you and yourself, kind of. Mm-hmm. I was gonna so. say too. Isn't that kind of like? It kind of goes off of like the color clear, like perfectly then too, since that was similar in theme, right? Yeah, I mean, how the color clear ends is it. It does not end happily. That no, album far from. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So when they, I mean, they don't necessarily play into one another, but the color 
the color clear really draws out at the end and ends in this ambience. And uh, this was actually Fran's idea um, for Willow uh, was that it would be the first album that we ever made that didn't have an extended intro on it. It would just start right away. Um, so it kind of, you know, if you were to listen to them, it's just like it goes and then it just like it's the next chapter of that story. Right. That's exactly how I viewed even too. It's and I love when bands like just do that, like yourselves, where you just like kind of like com- combine two albums that like make sense that like they belong together from back to back. You know, it's a really cool concept. I'm happy to hear that it translates that way. It does, yeah. It's it's beautiful. So you also mentioned then too that like and what I've noticed is this is your first album too since like basically your debut album that was self released, and I was wondering about what you thought. Uh, would happen or the outcome would be if this album would be commercially successful or even critically to anybody out there that seems to have found it really critic I, I had no expectations at all really yeah I, I really didn't have yeah. uh, it was a real you know rolling the dice type of situation yeah. because um, we had had pr- like a previous manager of ours from when the band before the uh, the band signed that was trying to get reinvolved and we had some other people that were trying to get involved and uh, I'll just say like that we did not necessarily have a super great experience being on a label so the idea of doing that again and forfeiting the rights to do it uh, what you want with your music was just super unappealing um, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of how it did for an independent release. Um, and it, it, what really hurt, I think, is that um, if we would have been able to release the album and play our CD release show and get the footage from that show and then go on the tours that we were supposed to do and really get out there again, I think the album could have done even better. But um, considering what all the bands have been up against this year with like, it's so hard to really get your content out there right now, or especially lately, you know, because there is so much stuff just happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy about it and I'm, I'm very proud of it. For sure. I also know a little side thing too about that. I don't even know if this has to do with the label per se, but I know there's like a big demand for like the color clear vinyl and I'm sure even like Willow vinyl. And like, I know that's like a big thing in like the community, especially nowadays. Is there any chance of it happening in the near future or is it unsure? We I, I have been in contact now um, with our old label and we are figuring out getting the color clear on vinyl. Oh, uh, that is excellent news we were, for me personally. We were, we were trying to get it this year for the holidays. Um, but again, everything is just so backed up right now that it's looking like probably early 2021. Mm-hmm. So... But that'll be cool. And then uh, we're probably going to do Willow on vinyl as well. It's just um, there's actually a few B-side tracks to that album that haven't been released yet that are going to be coming out. Um, and then we'll probably press after that so we can extend the, the track listing. For sure, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great news. Glad to hear that. Uh, so one final question for me before I switch to Sebastian here. Uh, I know you guys said that like you were uh, – gonna have some tours this year but 
due to obvious events that didn't happen. Uh, were you possibly gonna pick right back up once COVID ended and like start some more tours, if any possible? And like with whom, I guess? I do, I do believe that's the plan right now. Um, the tours that we were gonna go on are still being talked about amongst everyone that's doing them. So that's been really good. And uh, some of the shows that we were supposed to play um, and events are still supposed to happen too. So, I mean, yeah, the band is still planning on um, doing what it was going to do. And I don't think we'll ever really um, tour like we used to tour necessarily, but I think we all definitely want to like have that outlet again. So I won't really say who the tours uh, are with that's at fine. this point because because that, that could change if something happens to someone and i don't i don't want to yeah <laughs> no, that's understandable no I they're totally sick tours i'm super i'm super stoked about them really cool bands good shit looking forward to it all right so i'm going to switch it over to sebastian now he can ask some questions as well so uh speaking of uh 2020 uh, as far as struggles and uh, writing are concerned, uh, what's, what are some of your processes for uh, your music that's been coming out? Like a writing process? Yeah, like it, it, have you ever like struggled with any of your um, with any like albums, you know, and uh, like songwriting process? Has it like ever been like, you know, um, is it always like, you know, uh, pretty good on that end or is there like any like setbacks that you guys ever face with uh albums coming out in the writing process of those i mean i guess just like life getting in the way and work uh i don't know I feel like prior yeah i feel like prior to that i mean i would say like label pressure to label pressure be an elbow like an yeah. album like within you know four weeks i guess like they'll tell you like hey you're going to the studio during this time this is the only time it works because you got tours coming up and you gotta knock on albums so if you don't have anything backed up you're writing you know then and there <laughs> but luckily Patty is a crazy freak writes songs really fast same <laughs> with Jake so Jake has lyrics like backed up to like no other <laughs> yeah, yeah right now having to write stuff has been hard because there's been so much yeah so much. <laughs> i can imagine but yeah writing process usually uh i think starts with either just like one little thing and just branches out from there and um it does get really hard to write stuff sometimes there was a lot of struggle during writing willow um just from all the things that were happening during during it but i think that that kind of wound up coming through in the tunes so but yeah well yeah um you know uh yeah i was just i was like listening to the album you know while while uh you know before coming onto the podcast and everything i'm like god such like it's such like a tight-knit you know sound and everything like that and i i always like wonder like some of like you know if like people are just like crazy and they can just come out with songs you know just like that and whatnot you know for me every time I have to try to write something or whatever, it takes me freaking forever. And I'm just doing that for college. You know, I can't imagine trying to do that as a band, you know, trying right. to stay in the airwaves and whatnot. It's just, it's crazy. And I, I imagine it must be just like hella stressful, especially with like, you know, meeting times and everything like that. It, 
it's been a lot less stressful now that Willow came out because mm-hmm. Willow kind of had this huge, um, I don't know what the best word would be, but there was there was a lot of pressure around that, just because, you know, we had been in a rough spot with our label. We had some really rough things happen in our personal lives at home that led to us not touring anymore. Like it was just one thing after another, and um, finally doing that and like getting that getting that off your chest like now i think we have about like somewhere around 15 to 20 songs recorded and pretty much mixed and mastered we have an ep um coming out probably early next year um that uh, like i'll say for now that it's getting like mixed and mastered by buster so that's a really cool part of it but it's a collaboration with another band that uh, is super sick and it's been really fun to work on it with them but I'm not going to say it quite yet no spoilers <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> um, but yeah we got I'd say right now the band actually has releases pretty much recorded we have to finish a couple things but I mean we have releases all the way through 2022 like ready to go wow so that's, that's the first time that's ever happened because like what Fran was saying you know when you're like touring all the time and you have an 18 month album cycle and it's like make another one it's like well wait a minute like shit <laughs> <laughs> sucks yeah and then you tour off that for like <laughs> two, years, or two years do the same shit over and over again yeah I, I, I can't imagine it's not i mean for the creative spirit it's not great it's not good i mean i left the band because i just couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. just the touring aspect of it and everything like that is just like so physically and mentally demanding and then you know also like being wrapped up into your home life and then trying to balance business and art it's you know recipe for disaster and you got like what you know a band of five guys who are young you don't really know what we're supposed to do looking for guidance and a manager who <laughs> didn't always give us you know who didn't always give us the best guidance you know when when they just tell you like this is how it's supposed to be you just feel like that's not a good enough answer so Mm -hmm. this is this is really cool for the band i'm I'm pretty excited for the next release for sure yeah and it's great to always like wanting and keeping the desire to move forward instead of you know stagnation like oh yeah i had a good album uh you know what i can just call it here and just take a break for a while and come back whenever we feel like it you know it's 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 good to yeah it's really not bands are cranking out songs like crazy and unfortunately (laughs) it's just kind of the uh the way that it has to be now because, I mean, even if you don't use your social media account a lot, you don't get reach anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, right, right, right. You so gotta like, keep, yeah. You can't just coast on an album for four years like bands used to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that was also a worry, like, coming back after, like, a five-year hiatus that, like, oh, people were going to forget mm-hmm. about us? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it was really cool seeing we – we got very lucky that um, – and this tends to happen with our albums, I would say – and I, I think it's because a lot of times they're kind of different in their own way. Um, generally, when we put an album out, it doesn't like get received as much as it does over time. 
and people tend to grow into the music a little bit and understand it in a different way when they realize like oh it just took me listening to this on this particular day to really understand what this is about and uh you know i think that that's cool for me because i i'm the same way with music like there's certain things i won't listen to unless i feel a certain way mm-hmm. um but yeah no that was certainly a, a concern is you know are these posts gonna get out there like they used to and you know one social media platform that's uh been tough for us to recover is our facebook because it's just we didn't use that for years and uh yeah, I mean, just uh, how algorithms work is not your friend. But, I mean, it still does fine, but, like, we got really lucky with, you know, I think on our Instagram, since we put the album out, we've gone up, like, almost 6,000 followers, so that was really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, even when Jake and Patty gave me, like, the opportunity to, like, come back. So, like, I wasn't part of Willow at all, like, during that whole break that i was away from so i never thought i would actually come back mm-hmm. so like when i started you know to be able to be part of it again i was also like i mean this is like after five years of tcc i started getting in my head you know but like the business aspect of things and you know being anxious of how it's going to be received because it was really i mean it was different from the last record um but you know now it makes sense to me you know, as a listener, you know, so. Absolutely. Especially continue then. But, uh, yeah, so other than that, do you guys have any, like, cool stories about, like, any uh, tours you guys been on or, uh, you know, any shows that you guys did? Like, any, like, I don't know, like, any, uh, other than that, like, you guys see any cool bands or anything like that that has kind of, like, helped you, I don't know, base more of your sound? Hmm. I remember when I saw like structures for the first time live. Ooh. I was like, "Damn, this band goes in!" <laughs> like you know, because I'd always liked music like that, and that's kind of what we were going for at the time, because that was kind of right when our first album was coming out. But like actually seeing a band just like not worry too much about like playing it right, but just going in playing their music was like, "Wow, that is crazy." For sure. That was, I was gonna say like divided by that album by them. Whew. Yes, that is the top, that album is top notch. Like it's, I still think that stands to this day as one of the best like technical metalcore albums. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it like I, I'm I'm more upset that I discovered it late. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I said like I said, I was more upset that I discovered that more late. That's cool that you still discovered it. I mean, true. What 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 year did you discover it? Oh, dude, like 2017. Wow! Oh wow! I I was late with I was late with metal. I didn't get into metal until about like 2015, right? And I and I started like you know it's like the startup ones for me like you know like Slipknot, Static X, Mudvayne, the new metal essentials, you know. Sure. So. And Same. beyond that, yeah. <laughs> I like, you know, before that, I just, it was just hard rock, you know, like Frank and Benjamin, Disturbed, you know, whatever. You evolve, right? So nothing then, wrong with that. Oh, no, nothing yeah, at all. No, nothing at all. So once I was able to, like, get into, like, you know, metalcore fully, like, you know, then I was, like, be able, I was able to, like, all right, I could find something that I really enjoy. And, like, 
reflections, you guys, in like structures, that genty, progressive, technical, metalcore, whatever you want to call it, it's that yeah. I knew that was my shit, <laughs> right? So once I found like structures on Spotify, that's when I found like you guys, even for example, or vice versa, however it went. And I was able to like, you know, that's why Spotify for me is so helpful. It's just like it gives you bands that literally sound similar and you know you can like vibe with more and that's probably the most important platform for artists right now is spotify mm-hmm. yeah it's really that way. Yep. uh so yeah um kind of shifting away then from that a uh, little bit back with the tour stories do you guys have anyone that like you had like the best tour or any funny moments that you might have had on tour or just something that was like very memorable even from the past or even like pre-covid uh, I mean, there's a ton. Yeah. <laughs> They're all pre-COVID, that's for oh, sure. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've almost killed the band like five times on the road with Vice. With what? Just driving in, uh, like an, an ice storm. Um, oh, okay. I think the last time we had to go through it, we were in Colorado. So I remember we stopped by for Chipotle for lunch. We all feeling pretty damn good like we're gonna you know we're we're early like we only got like what an hour or two hours until we get to the next venue go right up into the mountain shit show <laughs> couldn't get up like we were the last there was, people like, to get towed out parts stuck out there oh it's so yeah. bad almost died so many times <laughs> jesus christ jake and i was it me me jake and tyler and nick and ty we're throwing the mats. Yeah, we threw the mats. So we took the mats out of the van, and we put them under our tires to get traction. And we had, I think, our merch guy. Yeah, it was our merchant photographer guy at the time. He was driving, and we were just trying to get out of it. Just, oh, just man, like we were desperate. I'm up this mountain. Yeah. Damn. We, like, had so much time. We were taking pictures. Like, it was just us. <laughs> Wow. In the middle of fucking nowhere, and then we get to the venue eventually, and we have to play right away. Oh, <laughs> dude! Oh, yeah. well, that's right. It was like right away. It was yeah. that was it Black Boulder. Sheep and it was in Boulder or somewhere in I Colorado. Remember. I think it was Black Sheep, but I, I remember loading into the stage right away, and they're like, "Y'all gotta go." They're like, "Okay." <laughs> So you, you had to be like the first on time it, we've done that. that show. Yeah, it's, it's mad stressful. Yeah. I was stressed. <laughs> we, were like, we were like 22 or 23. I can't remember. We were young. Like, yep. I was going to say, what album I, were, you, were you touring on? That was TCC. TCC, I think yeah. so, yeah. It was, it was my last hoorah hoo- hoo- before I was like, I'm fucking done. Can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I almost well, fucking we... died. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, it's not like even that. It was just like, <laughs> man, when you just put your heart on your sleeve, like we all put our heart on our sleeves and just like gave that record everything, like everything, like music wise, artwork wise, like marketing wise, everything. We did everything that we could have. And pretty much the industry was like, the record sucks. You <laughs> we were, you guys we don't get any tours. We were literally told by our manager at the time that uh, the people that mattered didn't like the record. And it's so disheartening. 
That's shit. That's a shitty like, thing even, to say. Even dude. when you really, yeah. believe, you know, when, even when you really believe in yourself and you like yeah. believe in each other, like, I mean, then you look at the tours that you're on, and then the tours that you have lined up for this record, and you don't want to do it. You just don't want to anymore. Right after what I, I said, know. I get it. No, I get it. I can't believe someone like that would tell you it. A, literally a masterpiece of a medical record like the color clear was bad to certain people because it's like well, he didn't all, even oh go ahead go ahead oh no go ahead i was just gonna say like i mean for the fans the fans love it i know that like in the metalcore community and even like some other subgenres of metal everyone loves the color clear they want that on vinyl they love hearing it it's a big thing you know so i can't believe someone like that would tell you that it's just it's so fucked up Dude, when we were recording that record, <laughs> our our label rep and our manager came at the time, and they they were listen they were like sitting on the couch, like listening to the the tracks that we had recorded so far, and they just sat there and they were like, "We thought this was gonna be different," and it's like, "Oh no!" And then they're like, "Yeah, we kind of like thought you guys were gonna go more of like a between the buried and me yeah. direction." Oh yeah, just, like. Well, no. Like, do you even know? Like, do you even know who we are? Like, it was just it yeah. was crazy, dude. It was. I mean, you know, in 2015, at the time, like, it wasn't being received that. It wasn't re- being received that well. Really? In all honesty, yeah. I mean, we did. I mean, I don't know. We just got put in the so many crappy situations. Like, yeah. no, no band like putting out their um, sophomore record through a label wants to do a headliner for that record. Like, mm-hmm. that's the worst idea ever. And that's what we had to do. It just... Yeah, we just... I don't know. I, I believe that it wasn't doing well, even though, like, we felt really good about it. I was going to say, even, like, isn't it, like, your highest charting album to date so far? On the billboards? I mean, now it is. It sold the most first weeks, but uh, Willow actually like did really well in its first week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to track that, and I think it probably would have counted more if I didn't personally sell physical copies. And like we had someone do that because like all the scans and stuff. Yeah, because the, the, the sound scans and whatever. But I don't even think bands have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, now. All they really care about is how many streams you're getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's going to be the main thing, mainly, like, for the remaining years, you know, to come, the future years to come. Yeah. Yeah. Future. It's just kind of, like, unfortunate where we were. Like, we were, like, obviously we knew that streams mattered more and that, like, I don't know, we were, like, part of this old business tactic of, like, you need to sell CDs. It's like, man, like, so people don't really listen to the CDs anymore, man. Like, everything's on their phone. Mm-hmm. Like, even buying a record on your phone, it's like you have Spotify, you have SoundCloud, you have Apple Music. Like, why would you want to buy a record when you pay $10 a month for either of those services? It would mainly be like the dedicated sense. fans, you know? Exactly. It's just a recipe for dis- disaster for like young and upcoming bands who are really just trying to get out there. Mm-hmm. For any artist, really. Right. But, I mean, hey, you've prevailed. You've done well, I'd say, even after the shitstorm that you've gone through with that record label. So I applaud you all for that. Cheers. 
So um, <laughs> a couple more things here. Uh, one more thing about like a tour question, just like out of curiosity, uh, who did you say was the best band you guys toured with? Or maybe even like the best show if you can't think of the whole tour. Like in terms of like relationship or like performance wise. Let's do overall. A little mixture of both. I uh, mean, for me, it's the contortionist. Ooh. I miss I miss seeing that band live every night, honestly. And they're just super chill dudes. I don't know. Do you want? Honestly, um, Invent Animate was like <laughs> one. They they were like one of the first bands to go on a tour with us. And it was like, holy shit, we're like almost the same age. Like, I think we are all pretty much the yeah, same age. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know, it just was really cool. And like, when we first heard, I had never really listened to their music, but they were, they are so good live too. Mm-hmm. And I, super young bands at that point, but like, I love them a lot. So they came out with an album this year too. It was a pretty solid record. Yeah. No, I, I really like that a lot. I, uh, yeah, I'm friends with all those dudes. We're all friends still. Yeah. So we said we used to have a group text going for like what was that like three years? Yeah, or yeah so? like three years. <laughs> and then Ben got kicked out, and they got weird. <laughs> yeah, or he left. I don't know what happened. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say invent animate era. Um, era, yeah. those are cool dudes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just biased because I love all those people. Like, and they make great music, so you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like for me, when I was on tour, I wasn't really. I I would watch like a couple songs, but I wasn't really like. I don't know. You play metal. You listen to metal all day. You're at a metal show all day. Like yeah. the last thing I want to do was just like, watch every band set every single night. So, but those guys, they're all they're all homies. Mm-hmm. So. We did tour with Veil of Maya. Uh, when Brandon was in the band, and I loved that shit. Like I love Lucas too; he's good. But like uh, Common Man's Collapse and and Idea and like Idea uh, is a solid. That is a yo, solid album, oh dude. God, I, when, I I did not mind having to listen to that every night. That was for sure. That was a, I think that was the one with Era too, wasn't it? Wasn't it Veiled My yeah. Era and us? Yeah, that's yeah. a so, Dude, yeah, there's was a lot a... of tours I don't remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when that breakdown comes in, though, on Unbreakable by Bailman, oof. Oof, that ending Dude, breakdown is something else. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Dude, there, uh, there used to be a, um, a pre-release version of the song Namaste that had this intro on it. I don't know if it's still on YouTube somewhere, but that's where I was listening to it. And I was... Uh, I had taken mushrooms and I was sitting outside and there was a super bad storm happening, but I was listening to that song <laughs> and like, I felt, I thought I was like tripping really hard. Cause I felt like the ground like shake. And I was like, Whoa, like this is intense. <laughs> and then like, I looked and like maybe two feet over from me, like a fucking tree had fallen like right behind me. And I was like, Holy shit. I almost just died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude. Yeah, I love Vale. After the Burial is another really good band. I mean, I probably didn't think that right away because they're from where we're from, and I've seen them so many times. But they're yeah. they're always so good live, and they're they're really nice dudes too. Yeah, I yeah. caught them on their Rare Form tour with the Casey Strain. Oh, sick! Nice. nice. Yeah, Damn. The fit was that was always good too. 
fit for an autopsy. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which I know is my cup of tea, but they were that sticks. Glass, that Glass Cloud Monuments tour we did was probably still my favorite tour. Yeah, that was my favorite tour. Oh, with Glass Cloud. That was, that was Redemption Tour. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. dude. That yeah. Was, that was easy. Daryl was on that, too. Tour. Yeah, they were. It was just us three and Swig Dog, R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. Man. Good shit. Yeah. So hope, I still hope Glass Cloud puts out an album. Soon. Yeah, it's been a while. I okay. uh, did I listen to them? Because they only they only have one right with the line on it. They have a record and an EP. I'm yeah. pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. I don't know because because Josh is with uh, Amir now, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, his full oh, I love and Amir, dude. dude it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Baby J from Blast Cloud was uh in yeah. is in Amir now too. But dude, I I thought that was the perfect move for that band. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just works perfect. I was going to say, Look at Yourself, that's like the best Amir album, in my humble opinion. Like, I. Yeah, for me, for a that. long time, it was Speaker of the Dead. Like, when that album came out, I was like, Holy shit, this is so sick. iconic. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, dude, it was so good, and it sounded so good. Um, but yeah, Look at Yourself was a whole nother level. Like, yeah. for sure. That solid album, yeah. And he and uh, Josh also did what's that one? Uh, Tony Danza tap dance oh, extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I yeah. Patty showed me Danza. Oh, Danza was influence. Was that Danza three that he was on? Nope. Yep. He oh, showed yeah. me on MySpace. Something dude, else. My fucking jaw dropped to the floor when I heard Danza three in like what was that 2011 or 2010? I was like, what? Is this dude? <laughs> I can't believe that was ten years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it's a decade old. What? We're a decade old. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a point. Well, oh, all right, guys. God. Um. So yeah, I honestly think that might be it here. Uh, Sebastian, do you have anything else you want to uh, ask them, Royal? Um, I honestly, you guys went over everything and whatnot, so I'm very, just very happy to be listening to this is awesome. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Make sure you, everyone, you listen to, listening at home, check out Willow easily. One of the best metalcore albums of this year, hundred percent heavy shit. Yeah. Uh, before we go though, like we said, uh, we'll do some album recommendations here from each of you. Uh, I'll start, um, since we mentioned it, I'll do uh, Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza 3, uh, the series of unfortunate events. It's a solid album. It's it's all over the place, I will say. I mean, yippee motherfucker. That song. <laughs> Man, that was like the first song I heard um, them through. I think it was through uh, Jared Alonji's Misheard Lyrics video. Like, I heard about that song. I'm like, well, that actually sounds pretty tight. Though. I've heard that name a minute. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> he does Twitch streams now. He actually does uh, some pretty fun stuff. For sure. On there, yeah. It's pretty cool. So, that's mine. Dance of Three, Series of Unfortunate Events. Check that one out for some solid math core, genty math core, whatever you want to call it, you know? Back. Right. Uh, Sebastian, what do you got? So, uh, I- I'm going to do another Melvin's album because I've been listening to this one a lot, and... Um, you know, the Melvin's a uh, good punk band from like 1980s, even now, like, you know, like I mentioned before, 25 albums to their name. 
crazy group. Um, you know, uh, this album is stag. Uh, it has some of honestly their best cuts for me. It has uh, the bit, you know, it has, uh, um, you know, the bloat. They got uh, they also got skin horse, which is interesting of a song. Uh, I, I listened to that song on DMT once and I don't think I'll ever be the same again. But um, <laughs> it uh very, very fun album. Uh, if you like psychedelics or even just, you know, sitting and listening to some crazy shit that you don't really hear too often lyrically and musically because their song structure is fucking insane. But yeah, the Melvin Stag, uh, what year? 1996. Very cool album. Good shit. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to move to Patrick next. What do you got? Uh, for me, I've been listening to a lot of Daughters. You won't get what you want. Uh, it's just a I know phenomenal record. Oh, just yeah. Eerie as fuck actually frightening sounding uh there's many parts in the album where i'm like is was that in the album or was that in real life like was, was that a real sound or not <laughs> no shit like, i don't know but yeah that album for me was a game changer and i've been listening to that a lot lately again right yeah i was gonna say that's a good halloween themed album and when next year oh, wants to get sure. around to that that's that's something to listen to that's an adventure Check that out for sure. Uh, Jake, go ahead. Um, I am going to recommend a, like, kind of, like, down-tempo project. Um, it's called Reflections? It's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's da- electronic down-tempo. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's this dude named Drip133. Woo! And uh, he has this album that like really opened the door for me to a lot of different music. Uh, the album is called Holding, and it came out in 2015. So, uh, Drip 133, Holding. Good super shit. chill, super Great. awesome. Check it out. All yeah. right. Uh, Francis, what do you got? Man, I don't even know what I've been listening to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I guess Cashy came out the new it. EP. He's like, um, I guess like a lo-fi acoustic guitarist. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Really, I don't really know what the genre is or what he wants to be classified as, but more mellow. No, not metal or anything like that. Nothing worth checking out. Good shit. All of his discography. So. And what was that? Keshi is that his name? Yeah, Keshi. Yeah. Cool. Very good stuff. Good shit. All right. Well, that's gonna conclude this episode. Uh. The Boys and Reflections, thank you for joining us today. Thank you Thanks for having us. us again. Yeah. Absolutely. Super. Fantastic to have you guys here. And Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Cheers, G. Cheers. And Cheers. we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rift 808, and we are signing off.